Hi, Ben. Bienvenidos to the Rangers Rundown. Uh, the Adelise Garcia episodes continue. It's just Adelise Garcia. I am Adelise Garcia, joined today by Adelise Garcia. Buenos dias. And Adelise Garcia. Uh, I'm the man. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Which is what he said after he hit a home, the home run, uh, the walk-off. You have to differentiate which home run you're talking about, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Yeah, wh- which walk off? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, which the late inning clutch home run? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Slapped his chest, hmm. turned it to the Rangers dugout, and said, "I'm the man. I'm yeah. the man." <laughs> uh, when I saw that, that was what he was yelling. You know, it was reported just him yelling, "I'm the man." It's like, yeah, man, you are, and you know yeah. it. Yeah. <sighs> And as we we were just learning, uh, um, Hayden and I, breaking news to us, um, people who actually watch uh, all of these replays as many times as us may have caught uh, the little exchange between our uh, beloved Bumby and Martin Maldonado of the Astros after the second home run last night uh, on Saturday, where he, uh, he had something to share, some little nugget of wisdom that he believed the Astros catcher really needed uh, to have imparted upon him. And boy, would I love to know what that was. Something to the effect when I'm at bat, there's there doesn't need to be a catcher. <laughs> I mean, maybe he was just telling him to try a different pitch, like not that one. Maybe. Good idea, buddy. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't have thrown that pitch probably. Maybe that was the scrub home run, right? That yep. was his first dinger off of a curve, according to uh, Sackhast. He's now hit him nice. off of uh, mostly mostly fastballs. He's been destroying uh, fastballs, but he seems to like sliders as well. But he's now got a, a one off a, a curve. The worst pitch for Garcia so far this season, according to everybody, people who know about it, and also numbers, uh, change-ups. The man does not like change-ups. So Nor do most probably people. are going to expect to see a ton of those thrown at him. But he's that, punishing uh, fastballs, and he's hitting off, uh, you know, breaking stuff, which is nice. High heat, something he can't lay off either. That's that's uh, something he can improve on. But these are minor details. Yeah, minor holes in his game. Yeah, he just doesn't seem to have a ton of weaknesses right now, other than the the really obvious one, which is that he doesn't walk much and he strikes out too much, and that's just that's going to be a part of that game. He is pretty bad at that, but every other one of his metrics on Statcast is like bright red, except for expected batting average, which is still good. Like it's it's still a good number. It's just not elite. Almost all of the numbers are elite. Mm-hmm. He's been a really elite outfielder, which is wild. But just on top of all the, the hitting and stuff, he's also been a very, very good center fielder, which is st- stupid. Um, but he hits the ball really hard. He doesn't hit the ball stupid hard. I talked about this before, and it stayed the same. None of his hit, his home runs have been over 108 miles an hour, and only one of them has been below 101, which doesn't seem to be extremely notable or interesting, but he doesn't have any super outlier dingers. He's not doing the, the Aaron Judge, Shohei Otani, you know, 120 miles an hour off the bat thing. Basically, every time he hits the ball well, it's like 105 miles an hour, and it's a home run. Like, he's not really putting a lot of these balls into the dirt. He's just barreling the things up, and they are going out of the ballpark because his combination of launch angle and exit velocity does that. Like, that's what happens when you hit balls that hard in the air, um, which is awesome. Like, that's... I uh, hesitate to say launch angle revolution, but, like, when you hit the ball in the air and hard, you hit home runs, and Adelis Garcia is now doing those two things in abundance, and that's why he uh, leads the American League in home runs as of today. Is that right? Yep. Yep. He's tied, yep. 
I think he trails only Acuna uh, in all of baseball uh, by one. I think Acuna has 15. And, of course, Ronald Acuna is a guy I talked about in the first week as maybe being the best player in all of baseball. You know, up there with Trout and Betts, and you could probably make a, a short list as well. Um, and Acuna has two weeks on him. So, How, how many does Otani have? I thought Otani was right that conversation. Otani is tied with Garcia, I believe. I okay. They both have 14 now. Okay. Unless unless Otani is homered today. I have not looked at the, the Angels game. I'm not even sure if he's... Uh, hitting, so yeah. So now he he's is. he's played he's in already, every Angels game this season. So he's already moved from rookie of the year. I mean, that seems like a foregone conclusion at this point. To I mean, <laughs> he's in the conversation for MVP now, right? I think he has to be. Hayden and I were talking yeah, about he's, that he's, right, yeah, right he's, before. He's he's setting himself up well. You know, I think that ultimately what it's going to come down to is well, what is Adolis's K per nine and his ERA. You know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> uh, Otani is going is as good of a hitter, if not better, and also is a Cy Young caliber pitcher. So yeah, I didn't say he was going to win the MVP. I just said he was going to be in the conversation. He's in, he's going to be in the conversation for sure. It's mm-hmm. just like I don't think that anybody. I mean, it, and there's an interesting note on Otani though. In um, it was actually on an MLB.com article that was pushing for Otani's MVP uh, caliber status. They really did our man Isaiah Kiner-Falefa real dirty. They they uh, put the top ten of, of WAR up there. They're like Trout's hurt, Buxton's hurt. Uh, I can't remember who the other injured player is in that list. This guy's hurt. Uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is not going to win this. And I was like, oh come on. I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but come on. And so they're were, they were pushing for Otani. But they actually pointed in that article that um, while Otani provides, obviously, great value on the mound right now, assuming he can stay healthy and pitch you know reasonably most of a season, the fact that he DHs in all the other games means that his, his uh, like, wins over placement numbers really don't run away that much because he, in the days that he doesn't um, pitch, he doesn't provide any value other than hitting and base running. Now, he provides a ton of that, obviously. He's right. one of the best hitters in the league right now, and he's very fast. But because he DHs, on the days that he pitches and hits, he doesn't actually add quite as much overall punch um, as uh, like I would have kind of thought. Um, but it's obviously still, you know, it's still a lot. <laughs> like, when when your strikeout rate makes you look like Shane Bieber and your bat makes you look like, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr., <sighs> yeah, man, that's good. But back to uh, back to Elbomi. Yep. Mm. Saw something interesting Please. yesterday. Something that had been speculated on. Um, I saw the actual number uh, that the Rangers paid in cash consideration to the uh, the cards for uh, Elbomi. Care to care to speculate? Thirty grand. Um, one dollar. <laughs> it's one hundred thousand dollars. All right. But the cards paid what two point five million in signing bonus to him to, I think that they took a loss on that investment. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're taking a swim on that one. Yeah, Man, which awesome. I hope they continue to do so. Because, in fun note, um, a big comp for Garcia has been one of his best friends, Randy Arosarena. They mm-hmm. knew each other on the island. They were roommates together in, oh, the Cardinals organization. <laughs> the text all the time. <laughs> Because Rosarena, of course, destroyed the ALCS. Yeah, so it was a good article on uh, on Garcia, and I'm, I'm actually blanking now. It was, I think it was MLB.com. I think it was one of the national writers was talking about it. Of a, a rookie, four years removed from signing out of Cuba in his first month of action, destroying baseballs in Globe Life Park, or Globe Life Field now, whatever. Um, no, it's not Randy Rosarena, although this exact paragraph also applies to Randy Rosarena in October of last year. 
Um, you just kind of hope that uh, Garcia keeps it going a little bit better. Randy, off to a very slow start this season, but extremely fun to watch two guys that, like, the greatest organization in the history of professional sports uh, maybe gave up on a little bit too easily. Very fun. I just, you know, I, I love that for St. Louis. Yeah, you really got a feel for them. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys. It must just it must just hurt, you know, watching Randy and Natalie's go out there and do all this cool stuff. Um, I mean, <sighs> heart goes out. No, it well, doesn't. I, I, I've probably said this before, but I I want to say it again. While while we're living in this fever dream of Adolis, is for years I have been waiting for the Nelson Cruz effect to hit. And I real and I had finally come to terms that there is only one Nelson Cruz. Hitters are who they are by the time that they're 28. If you're not a good major league hitter by the time you're 28, you're not about to be a month from now. You know, it's not just going to click overnight, and you're going to, you know, be a middle of the order bat. And uh, but Nelson Cruz did it once, you know, and uh, so I just kept held it, holding out hope for everybody, and and I'd finally given up on that being the way of the universe, and. And then, lo and behold, we get another one. And it just... It's just so fun. It's its so fun. We <laughs> to, to a degree, we don't deserve it. But on another point-counterpoint, <laughs> we very much deserve this. Yeah, we're all bad people and don't deserve to be happy. But, man, we can be happy, like, a little bit. And yeah. this is nice. <laughs> I'll take this, please. Thank you. Feels good, man. I this, just don't know this, why they don't they don't have uh, Adolis uh, jerseys for sale uh, yet in the gift shop. I've heard some people complain about that. I'm like, really? What's up with that? That really how needs to are, change. How are you punting that? I mean, God, man, baseball and marketing itself. Name a less happy couple. Amen. <laughs> right. Amen. Yeah. Jeez. That's ridiculous. He's been up for a month. I mean, I guess he only it only became particularly obvious to filthy, filthy casuals that he's hit 14 home runs when he hit the 14th one. But, like, um, guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I'm sure Whatever. that will be rectified at some point, but that, that just that boggles my mind. Meanwhile. Yeah, you, really, you really gotta. Meanwhile, if I mean, you're I looking, you can, you can still find the Ian Desmond... Uh, Sure, he's uh, in the discount rack. They're, <laughs> they're there to be had. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Hayden, you got a road trip to make. Well, how are they? Do they still have any? Uh, did you check and see if they have any? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Azubu Cabrera jerseys. In there? <laughs> <laughs> they may be out of those by now. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah you really got to look into that. That's the that's the real issue got to go to the third market in, in eBay, you know, try to outbid somebody. Take out a loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those yeah. things are uh, really racketing. Trust me, I will have a Garcia jersey as soon as they are available. Yeah, I mean, it's going to go right up next to my uh, my AJ Przinsky jersey as uh, a <laughs> top Rangers garb, right? <laughs> yeah, I have a knack for driving away Rangers players. I look at my Fielder and Hamilton and Hamels and yeah, I've got the Gallo jersey. I'm, I'm just waiting for that one to be retired, oh, so to no, speak. No. Give a Darvish too. You just like I do, I do. Actually, air. actually, I did. I gave it away to uh, my buddy down in Houston. He's a huge Darvish fan. I was like, I've got a ton of jerseys just collecting dust. So here you go. 
he was thrilled with that. Yeah. Maybe we can get him back late in his career. Darvish at 38 years old, Texas Ranger. I mean, I'd be fine with him doing like a little reunion tour. It'd probably be fun. Maybe he'd be throwing left-handed by then. (laughs) Yeah, a little fifth starter action, you know. Yeah. Swing man coming out of the bullpen in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that'll work. Get you. I'd be here for it. That would rule, actually. That would be like so fun. (laughs) It's been done before. I mean, yeah, there's a proud tradition of that kind of nonsense, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. And pitchers do love to just, like, keep coming back. I, I don't know why this popped into my head just now, but did y'all see that Scott Casimir started a game yesterday? Just yeah. because you mentioned it, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been out of the league since 2016. I didn't realize wow. that he'd been gone that long, but his last major league appearance was in 2016. He pitched, uh, like, five one-run innings yesterday, so, you know. Did, did he go Giants, to Japan? Right? No, I think he's just been mostly hurt and, like, toiling in the minors. I don't think he's been overseas. Oh, wow. And, yeah, for the Giants. They lost to the Dodgers, but it wasn't his fault. That's the Dodgers. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody Dodgers the Dodgers. Including the Dodgers a lot this year, which is sort of funny. They'll figure it out. I have great faith in their abilities. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, Albert Pools is going to carry that team to the playoffs. Hey, he, he hit his first home run with them. Run, so, you know. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's hit two already. I know he hit one. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Like, he still hits for power. That is platooning. He'll he'll be fine. His offs... He hits lefties. Against lefties, is like 860. Wasn't that it? Somewhere around there? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's, fine. He's been killing lefties for the last couple of years. It's so wild that, like, Pujols, he's an absolute shell of what he was. But his hand-eye coordination, his eyesight, and just his strength are still so amazing that at 40, he, like, is not a... He's not a bad player. He's just not good. Like, he's definitely, his numbers suck. But, like, against right-handed players, he's, like, a useful bench piece still. That that kind of guy just doesn't really exist in the game anymore. Like, teams aren't really carrying, like, bench right-handed pinch-hit bats. Like, with how good a team has to be top to bottom, that sort of player is, is pretty much dead. Um, and the only reason he's still getting a chance to do it is, you know, because he's Albert Pujols and he's an inner circle Hall of Famer and he's making... Tw- how many million dollars this season? 23? Yeah. 30 yeah. Yeah. But the Dodgers are only having to pay prorated half a million, so... Yeah, you I'll know. take that. They'll make that in jersey sales. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a fun one. Uh, how long do you think it took the Dodgers to put a Pujols jersey in their pro shop? Less than one day. I'm willing to bet it was a lot faster than the Rangers' Adelise Garcia experiment. Yeah. Uh, I'm just we, I got the game I think we probably are all uh, uh, watching this as well there's something just so satisfying about watching Willie Calhoun swing at high fastballs <laughs> like Prince Fielder had the same thing like shorter guys with that like really uh, kind of uppercut swing it just means take, when they swing taking the walks pitch, is good too yeah no, I mean Willie has obviously been uh, very good it's, it's fun to have him continue to hit well and, and be a, a force at the, the top of this lineup Getting on base. I think Nick Silak is in like the top 10 in runs scored in the league. It helps that he's got Blow and Adelise and Gallo hitting behind him. Kind of Falaf is still in the top 10 of a bunch of leaderboards. I know he was leading. He was like third in the league in hits for a little while there. I, I haven't looked at uh, like what we're at today. Um, there, there were a decent number of Rangers in top 10 categories, and it's always nice to see that. Like 
Izzy is sixth by baseball reference wins above replacement, and overall he's fourth by position players. The, uh, the pitchers, Garrett Cole and John Means, of course, being real dumb. He's first in defensive wins. Games played are uh, all a bunch of Rangers, which is kind of wild. Texas, is, I guess, has just played more games than anybody else so far this year. We haven't had any cancellations yet. Yeah, he just he's just rock solid. He's there every day and just does his job. Hmm? He, you don't ever hear about him because he never makes a mistake. Three Rangers have played in all 48 games, or have played in 48. I don't know if they all have missed one game, but I think Texas has played 48 games. Um, Izzy is one of them. Who are the other two Rangers who have appeared in 40, well, nine games now because they're all in this game? I'd say Gallo. Uh, or Lowe. Gallo is right behind him. He's been in 46 games. He's sat out yeah. twice. Uh, but Solak is one. And Nate Lowe is the other. Nate Lowe's played in every game. Yeah. He's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, he had that electric first week, and then he was kind of poopy for a few weeks, and he's been just sort of like fine. I, I, I think Lowe is the type of hitter... I think Hayden, you mentioned it right before we, we hit play as well, but he just seems to make like a lot of good, consistent contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't gone to, to look up whether or not that's a, a complete fabrication on your part, but it does at least yeah, feel right. It feels right. Um, and and he, to me, and, and I don't wanna, want this to be like a, a kiss of death or anything like that, but to me, uh-oh. he kind of combines the approach sort of of like uh, Nomar Mazzara at his best like take away the ground balls but mm. I, it, it reminds me of him Mazar always worked a good plate appearance his problem is that the end of every plate appearance is him topping yeah. a ball on the second baseman right 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 but like you know he when Mazzara reached back and hit that like hit his you know I don't know 70 grade power or something like that like mm. Nate Lowe has, has that same potential he doesn't access it super often and he's mostly going to be hitting singles and doubles you know but he, he kind of reminds me of Mazzara in that regard um, and then also in Mitch Moreland that's kind of a lazy comp but because he plays first base and his ceiling is probably pretty limited but also you know there's there were stretches when Mitch Moreland would would do very well and you know hit you four home runs in a week and you know be a consistent guy and so I think that probably somewhere in the middle of those guys is what we're getting is you know probably 15 to 20 home run power and then uh I don't know, 260, 270 batting average, good defense, young, controllable, cheap, you know. And I think that that's cool. You and know, apparently like, a good fine. clubhouse guy, too. Yeah, which, yeah, obviously, like, we, we, we like, you know, that's, I think it's easy to overstate the value. It's just like being a chill dude or whatever. Like, it's whatever. It's easy to say that, but there's uh, enough video evidence that I think we've already seen out of the clubhouse this year of guys having fun. You know, when we've seen the hat get transferred from pretty much just Garcia to Young and back and forth, um, <laughs> <laughs> which rules. Uh, you know, Nick, Nate Lowe is almost always kind of in frame for those things. He's around and, and participating. And I, I know I mentioned the article a couple of weeks ago that, that talked about how he'd never really been that guy, but that he felt more comfortable doing it with Texas. Um, and in part because, you know, he he was in this ballpark but not invited to play with his last team and he wants to try and like do something different uh, and that's kind of cool like that's fun to see yeah and this is like his, his first real swim through the big leagues right he got yeah he's been up a couple times year. but yeah. he, he was left off the ALCS roster like you know that, that was in Globe Life like he, he's been to this park he, he watched the <laughs> he watched some fairly important baseball games if uh, you know if you're into 
winning the World Series and stuff. Um, but he watched them from a box, and so he's talked about how he he wants to have a different take on this this ballpark now, and he wants to kind of make it his space, and that's been kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Man. So, and then we, of course, we don't have to say anything about Adelise Garcia. Uh, the only man more excited than Jose Trevino for that uh, double the other night. Yeah, yeah. And we have team control f- over Garcia through 2026. That's such a beautiful thing. Mm, to make him so attractive on the trade block, right? <laughs> exactly. Mm. Mm. Maybe we should, we yeah, should I- send him down to, to ma- manip- eh, manipulate his service time. Ooh, yeah, I think he'd look really good in Round Rock right about now. Yeah. Ugh. I, uh, I, I've been tooling around. You know, whenever you get a player like this, uh, I'm, I'm, I always like to be excited. Um, God, who was that uh, Rangers prospect you destroyed? Was it Spokane a couple years back? He got drafted, and he batted like 700 for the first six weeks. Do you remember that story? I do not. Um, do you, uh, they called him the franchise on Lone Star Ball. Um, he was an outfielder. He was like a later round pick, and just uh, he, he batted like 500 for for weeks. And people were talking about like, "This is the guy that." Uh, and everyone's like, "No, like he's this is kind of fluky. It's not going to be a thing." And of course, it, it faded, and, and he hasn't been a particularly relevant prospect in a couple of years. Every time one of these pop up guys happens, part of you is just really excited, and and part of me is just like, <sighs> "Okay, well, when when does this get ruined? You know, like when does this end?" Right. Uh, and so I always just doom scroll through fan graphs and stat cast on these players and, and set myself up to not be heartbroken when they inevitably don't become, you know, Mantle or, or Ruth. And uh, Statcast really likes Adelise Garcia, like his expected stats based off of his the nature of his contact and even with his swing and miss potential. His expected WOBA, his ex-WOBA, uh, which is essentially tied to... Um, uh, on base percentage, in terms of what what a good number is, you want it to be three thirty or so. Uh, if it's around four hundred, you're really really good. His woba so far has been four hundred, which is obviously insane and like just too high a number. And he is outperforming his expected weighted on base average, um, which is just based off of what kind of contact you're making, how often you're making it, etc. It's a really good stat for what do the numbers think you should be doing. His ex woba is three eighty five, which is also elite. Like that's really really good. So he's outperforming it, but he's not outperforming a mediocre ex-woba. He's outperforming. He's on a hot streak on top of being good right now. Like he's a good player who's also hot. And you know maybe it turns out that there's problems in his game that get revealed. Sure, but like he's doing this. This isn't just you don't fluke into unless you're Eduardo Escobar. As I was looking at these lists, you don't fluke into 14 home runs in a month. He's what he's one off. You said Mike from uh, the Rangers single month record, or is it just the month of May record? No, it's it's single month. Um, Haas Settler um, has the record with ten. I think his was in June. Nice. And then, uh, uh, so Dolly's has nine, and then behind him is any guesses? Uh, Nelson Cruz. I mean, nope. Kevin yeah. Mitch once hit seven in seven straight games, right? So that's a pretty good number. Nope. Is it Hambone? You, you, no, you're going to have to reach back. Oh, no. Um, oh gosh. Is uh, when you hear it, you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Juan Gonzalez. Farther back. Rafael Palmero. Farther back. Um, you're you're get, getting warm, though. Nolan Ryan. <laughs> think about a, a slugger on the 80s team. I wasn't alive. Uh, so you're, you're really pushing both of us to our limits yeah. here, Mike. <laughs> the answer is Pete in Cavillia. Okay. Oh, see, I'm not going to think of Pete in Cavillia. I probably should, 
but I'm not going to, and you can't make me. He was no, a I guess legend. You just did. He was a legend back in the day. I mean, he never performed up to his expectations, not fully, but I mean, he was the guy that on the first day of spring training, um, he hit a he hit hit a hole through the outfield wall. <laughs> he hit the ball so hard it knocked a hole in the wall. Yeah, and he also. His slugging percentage at Oklahoma State was over a thousand. That well, seems I pretty mean, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was insane. But yeah, he really, really liked those low and outside pitches. He just loved to flail at him. Now he Who also uh, he's all, his also claim to fame is uh, hitting two grand slams in the same inning, right? Did he really? I don't recall that. I I, I believe I, I believe that there is a ranger that's it's not that, just Tatis who's done that. Wow. Maybe, maybe two in the same game. Take a take a peek at that. I'm hoping that uh, Adelis Garcia, not just the salami here, but I'm probably already behind the times on that. All right, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so uh, it might have been the same game then. So, yeah, Tatis is the only player who to hit two Grand Slams in the same inning, doing so for the Cardinals at Dodger Stadium in 1999. Um while you're looking Speaking for that, of, yes, uh, Adolis is up with the bases loaded right now right, in our Sunday matinee. Unfortunately, it's only the fifth inning, so his like superpowers haven't fully clicked in. But, you know, we'll see. It is a close game with two outs in the inning. Yeah, so. and that is pretty much the stuff he likes. Let's see here. So, we jinxed him. Yes, we did. Well, wow. previous this at-bat that we is yet to be finished here, um, Nate Lowe with the impressive... Uh, Walk with the bases loaded, driving in the first. Yeah, that's a good walk. Ooh, Gary, was that the approach? Was that uh, some jawing at Adelise there? Was Rayleigh uh, having some words? I didn't see that. Oh yeah, he was yelling at somebody. I couldn't see who was in frame. I assumed it was Adelise because he would have been the closest player. But he was uh, walking towards the Astros dugout, jawing something back towards a ranger. Oh, hmm. uh-huh. uh, our little man out there picking fights. I love it. The silver boot brings out, you know, the competitor and everybody. There you go. <laughs> oh, Adelis, no. That was a change-up above the... Yeah, watch this as he goes off the field here, Hayden, because you're a little bit behind, I guess. Rayleigh is clearly hollering at somebody. And uh, it's either the umpire or it's Garcia, so... Huh, interesting. Yeah. I guess he could be yelling at his own catcher, but he's it clearly... Like he might have been... It looked like it might have been the umpire because I mean that was a close pitch t- to to walk in a run there. He might have said something about that. Yeah, maybe it was clearly a ball according to the uh, the pitch trackers. But yeah, I, I mean maybe he wants to be cheesed about it. I guess that's his right. He's an Astro, therefore he's an Astro. All, yeah, I mean they're going to get all chuffered about whatever. Just uh, uh, make something up. Oh, well. I mean, at least they're getting joined in the whole uh, teams that cheated by banging on metal objects category. Did you all see the news about the... Uh, oh, it was Eric Kratz who was saying about the Rockies Mm-mm. and then about the Brewers. Yeah, there are other teams that were doing it in uh, 2018. Uh, unfortunately, I, I was first treated to... It was just a, a, an odd interview with Kratz. He has this very deliberate speaking style. While he's talking about banging on tables with a thermogun. Um, but apparently some other teams may have caught on to the Astros' brilliant plan at some point. So you really can't uh, talk about them without their, their wonderful impact and influence on the whole league. So nice. Yeah. He was an Astro at some point as well, if I remember. Kratz played for like 50 teams. So I'm pretty sure he was an Astro at some point. 
He's been basically everything else, so. Stands to reason. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just to, to put a bow on the, the Garcia thing, when, when you go and look at his advanced numbers, other than the swing and a miss, which like, you uh, can't keep talking about it, there's nothing to say about it. It just is a part of the game for sure. He's pretty bad about that. He's going to strike out a lot. He's not going to take a lot of walks. Um, but he's not like never walking. And his strikeout percentage isn't... I mean, it's 28%. That's that's not good, but that's not that's not terrible. There's no. way worse. I mean, yeah. we're not talking about this is bad Joey Gallo. He strikes out forty percent of the time. Stuff. This is just like yeah, he strikes out a lot, but not not crazy. He's not a high contact guy. He just is a really high quality of contact guy. Uh, but the rest of his numbers are just really good. Like Stackhouse likes what he's doing. They like that he hits the ball hard most of the time. His barrel percentage is insane. It's nineteen percent. I mean, that's that's just bonkers. That's that's extraordinarily high. It's one of the best in the uh, um, in the game. Like when you're when you hit the ball hard and in the air, you have good results. <laughs> like that, it, it's just that dumb. I mean, oh yeah, I, for, forgive me, I, I thought of this a while ago, and, you know, if you're concerned about him walking, and his walk numbers, just remember that when, mm-hmm. he, gets, when he puts the ball over the fence, he gets to walk to first base, so... And then, That's so. true, <laughs> and he will take his time doing it, and I oh, am here so for beautiful. it. And there's always the old adage, you can't walk off the island. Yep. You yeah. can if you dinger off the island. <laughs> Yeah, the only players who have barrels and a, a larger percentage of their plate appearances than Garcia are Acuna and Otani, who we've already talked about at length today. And only four players um, uh, barrel more often in times when they make contact in any way. And those are Aaron Judge, Fran Reyes, big boy with the Indians, but then Acuna and Otani. So, I mean, that's you want to be in conversations with those kinds of players. <laughs> When oh, your yeah. comps are Acuna and Otani and Judge. It's like, yeah, he's hitting the crap out of this baseball. Like, he's not dinking a bunch of just over the fence, you know, dead pole nonsense that goes 340 feet down the line. Like, all of his home runs are like 400 feet and 105 miles an hour off the bat, and it rules. <laughs> yeah, and he's not hitting the tape measure ones, and, and that's that's just fine. Yeah. The tape measure ones are, the are fun, ones. but they don't count more than one run. And I. Yeah. Obviously, I think this is a little bit of ex post facto justification, but it's. I think it's easy to look at that kind of stuff. And say, this is not a guy who's like selling out. He's not just swinging out of out of his right. shoes on everything where he's cranking five hundred foot, you know, uh, tanks. This is like what his swing does. When he hits the ball, he's a big strong man, and the ball goes real far, real fast, and like it just kind of keeps doing it. Woodward said and- he was a consistent version of Yasiel Puig, like that his the way he approached the game and like his play in that first month has been. Puig, but a little bit less just pants on fire nonsense. Um, and yeah. he's hitting the ball hard, like basically every time up. And when he hits the ball hard, the ball does one thing, and that's go roughly 400 feet and get caught by somebody throwing themselves in front of a bunch of nachos or whatever. And that's <laughs> that's the cool thing. Like it just kind of keeps happening because, of course, it does. When a big guy like that swings like this on these kinds of pitches, it's a home run. That's just science. It's well, just kind of fun to watch it actually happen. <laughs> I think it's it's to the Rangers' credit as well because that was the knock on him and the Cardinals was that he was selling himself out. He was swinging for the fences and he was striking out a lot more. And the Rangers got him to shorten up his swing without sacrificing a whole lot of power. I mean, without having any mm. actual knowledge, I can imagine he was probably hitting 
more tape measure home runs in the minors for the cards. But when you shorten up the swing and make it more compact, it's it's not going to go as far, but you're going to have a lot fewer strikeouts. So He's plenty That sounds kind of like the work with Joey Gallo, too, where Joey yeah. doesn't hit the Aaron Judge you know, 700-foot home runs, but he got his swing up to where he's not striking out a billion percent. I mean, obviously, this season has not been phenomenal for, for Gallo, but like you know, look at his last full healthy run in the beginning of 2019. Um, and even this year, he's, you know, I don't feel like we're just watching him fruitlessly swing on that big loopy thing he had when he was a prospect. It's a little right. bit tighter and closer to the ball. Uh, I, I think it's a good point. You know, the Rangers have just worked with a guy who has so much power that he needs to not use all of it. Like right. Joey Gallo at 85% effort is still hitting the ball harder than 90% of Major League Baseball players. And so maybe exactly. if you say, hey, man, you don't need to do this. Like, psh, turn it down a little bit. You don't need to swing for the next county over in every plate appearance, Adelise. He had the same kind of crew working with him, maybe, or at least using some of the same things that have worked, maybe being in the same clubhouse as a guy like Gallo. I mean, we, I haven't seen anything about that in particular, about any relationship there. But that's interesting stuff. I mean, we've just seen a little bit of that. Um, trying to shorten up and, and just put that ball in play and let the fact that you're a big, strong dude who, when you put the ball in play, it's going to do good things on its own, man. Like, you don't have to worry about it. Just right. just hit the ball. You and wonder what his, his uh, chemistry in the clubhouse is like. Because um, one thing I've noticed um, in the post-game press conferences, he's got the translator there, but the translator is only there to give his answer in English. He hears the questions in English and he doesn't need a translator for that. So I think he's, he's, he's probably got a pretty good handle broken English a little bit, but um, probably just doesn't have the confidence to, to do it mm-hmm. in a live press conference. Kind of the way you Darvish was. Yeah. Darvish speaks English. He just doesn't want to like say the wrong thing under pressure in an interview. And so typically speaks with a translator. Um, yeah. And that may, may be true for Garcia as well. Like I hadn't actually noticed as much that he seemed, you know, that he's not having things translated for him. I haven't seen very many of his interviews, I guess. That's a that's a good note. I mean, clearly everyone seems to be getting along pretty well. Like folks are uh, having a lot of fun down in there. Obviously the hat transfer is, uh, has been pretty cool to watch yeah. as well as sort of a post-game ritual, but uh, the guys seem to like each other. They're having fun, get out there and, and celebrating and doing their thing. And that's easier to do when you got a guy leading the league in home runs, I guess. Yeah. On the ticket, they they refer to it as Mister Hat. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Hat. They've even got a song for it of who has Mister Hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think, guys? Well, should we uh, should we uh, preview something we have coming up this week? Yeah, I think we should. It seems as good a time as any. So um, on Tuesday, we'll be joined by one um, Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News. Very excited to pick his brain. Um, I caught him um, as a guest speaker for an inning at a Round Rock game earlier this spring watching on MILB.TV. And he has this vast knowledge of the minors that I think goes regularly untapped when he's having conversations on the radio and on TV, just because most people's eyes glaze over when you start to talk about players they've never heard of. But uh, yeah. really looking forward to getting an in-depth look at uh, the Miners and, and his, his take on, on just about everything in life. It's going to be fun. Yeah. No, I'm looking so forward to it very much. If there's anything that, uh, you know, I don't know, we, we, we have not, you know, mapped out that episode yet and questions and stuff. So if you have anything that you want to, you know, 
you've been dying to ask Evan, I guess, you know, send it our way and, and we'll see if we can work that in. Absolutely. Yeah. Holler at us. We're on that, that, that yeah. tweeter machine. Yep. Uh, we'll be, uh, that, it, yeah, like Mike said, it'll be Tuesday afternoon, so that should be up Tuesday evening, probably. And uh, it's going to be great. Look at us. Gonna be fun. Talk about some kids. Talk about some bigger kids. They're all kids at this point. <laughs> Even the big ones. When you get to be my age, they're all kids. <laughs> Everyone's a child. Yes. The beauty of the major leagues, I guess. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's just keep talking about hitting and minor league stuff because that's that's really where it's. Although actually, we've had some pretty good pitching recently. You know, Hayden, you pointed out that Jordan Lyles did beat the Astros, and Kyle Gibson yep. keeps being good. And Fulty now has six shutout innings uh, against the Astros. Yeah, yeah this is going well. This is a yeah. weird Fulty too. You know, only the one strikeout, but the Astros, I'm pretty sure, are the the best team in the league about striking out. I think they have the lowest striker percentage of any team in the majors right now, like by a yeah. by a margin. Um, so that's fine. But yeah, keeping the ball in the yard against Houston, nice. Uh, yes. I'd love to see a good Fulty start. Uh, and obviously, best wishes to Kohei Arahara, who underwent oh, yeah. shoulder surgery for an aneurysm. I've uh, never heard of such a thing. I have, that, yeah, I've not encountered shoulder aneurysm story no. before. It sounds pretty awful, so hopefully he's going to be okay. He, he may miss the rest of the season uh, that's what as we're a result hearing. of the injury and surgery. So that's obviously pretty bad. Um, and um, yeah. it looks like, um, oh, what's the name of the guy that we just brought up in, from the relievers? The long-haired guy, Wood? Yeah. Wood, yeah. He's going on the IL, it looks like. Yeah, so. I saw that he got yoinked, but I, I didn't go back and see what yeah. they had said about it. Is it, it was it I, I have neither. Thing? I, don't, I have no idea. I just know that he's Rough. out, and it looks like um, Demarcus Evans may be the one uh, coming in to take his place. But they don't need All him right. until Tuesday, so uh, yeah. they're going to take their time there. Yeah, but well, that's so, exciting for Demarcus Evans at the very least. Welcome to the show, Demarcus. Yes, that's going to be yeah, really fun on. to watch. Get back up in here. Do some stuff. Yep. So yeah, uh, I imagine that means we see a lot more young. I, he probably becomes a, a regular starter in the absence of uh, an Arahara. Ooh, we're getting some hat content on the broadcast. You love <laughs> to see it. We're giving Izzy a hat. And, uh, so, uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, more young. And uh, we'll see if Colby Allard gets a shot. That'd be kind of mm-hmm. interesting to keep your eye on. He right? is continuing you know, to be very promising. Him out. Um, you know, and, and with the minor leagues, you know, they just got off the off the blocks and uh, it'd be really cool if uh, you know some of these prospects that you know this, this is what they're for is, is, and to show their depth and, and let's see if they get a shot too. Uh, Speaking of Colby level. Allard that's that's who uh, apparently Izzy uh, passed the hat to last night. Yes. Nice. Yeah yeah. Nice. It was a great photo of Garcia yeah. and, and Allard there. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy. Obviously, I've, I've talked about Allard quite a lot, but I think Hayden, you were especially kind of high on him a couple of weeks into the season that he's just looked he's looked effective. Like he's looked like what we had kind of wanted that guy to be. So, oh, yeah. look at this tape measure shot by Joey. Oh yeah, that's my man. Uh, All right, Rangers win two nothing. <laughs> obviously, the. Um, this element of this game, Hayden, I think you are still slightly behind us, so let us know when you've seen this beautiful Joey Gallup plate appearance, please. <laughs> yeah. I am definitely behind you. Still doing the hat stuff. Oh, you're still what? in hat, man. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah. You need to mash that live button. Catch up a little bit. Well, live I, a little. If I hit the live button now, then, it's, then I'm going to miss it. No, don't do that. Don't do that. We'll wait. We'll wait. 
Yeah. yeah. No, you it's, to hear it's your worth it. Honest reaction. I mean, we were just talking about how this guy doesn't have to hit the ball 500 feet, but boy, when he does, it is, uh, man, thing of art. I, I, don't, I'm, I want to see what the measurements on this one were. Like, I have a guess, yeah. but I'm, I, do I'm, too. I always overestimate how far these things go. All right, this is definitely a, a thousand foot pop up. Here we go. All right, the wind and the oh, it's a bunt. There he goes. <laughs> there he goes. Safe. I think that one went fifteen Aye. feet. That's yeah. my guess. Is fifteen feet. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I prefer it when he's just swinging and putting balls in seats. But uh, Joey's more aggressive willingness to deal with the overshift by saying, "Look, if I'm leading off an inning here, maybe getting on the bases is is." It's not as valuable as hitting the home run, but just getting on base basically for free. Oh, I mean, yeah. you take it. Like, you take that, yeah. and oh, yeah. they're going to give it to yeah. you. That's at least the third time I can remember him doing that this season. Now, I know one of them. He yeah. he, he had uh, it was the second strike, so he didn't go back to the well, but he came very close to probably bunt doubling. Um, and I, you I think know it's what? a cool if, part of the if, game. Yeah, and, and how many times do you have to do that just to make the the defense play a little bit more straight up? Mm-hmm. Um, which can open some stuff down the line for you. So yeah, if if uh, five free bunt hits means that you get an extra like ripped double into the gap on a ground ball later that isn't quite as overshifted, that's six free hits you've picked up for yourself. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and doing that in front of Isaiah Connor Falefa, who's just had a pretty good knack for making content. And the guy's batting almost three hundred. Obviously, batting average is not all it was once cracked up to be. The power is still not exactly there for Izzy, and he's not taking tons of walks. But he's likely to make contact behind you. Joey runs the base as well, getting onto the bags in front of a guy's got a really, really good chance to put the ball in play and maybe move you around a little bit. That's just good baseball, and yep. it got immediately rewarded with Izzy singling to right on like the next pitch. So we'll see if uh, if Dahl and the the back end of the lineup here, including the the freshly returned Brock Holt, um, who has accentuated the what was once just a mustache with now actual facial hair, I find it much more boring. Just I mean, pick one, <laughs> commit, Brock. Like you can do this. But I believe he oh, hit his bunch. first Rangers oh. home run. Pull it back. Yes, he yes he did. So good for Brock Holt. Yeah. Yeah. Texas Rangers baseball. They're in those beautiful Sunday blues today. Adelise Garcia is leading the American League in home runs, and God, that just feels good. That's just fun. Uh, got some good minors content on the horizon, hopefully. Yes, I'm Start sure. Starting we'll uh, anything you want, Mr. For... Tepid, in here at some point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to have some more yeah. follow-up stuff. There's some some good things happening there. Hans Kraus has made his uh, 2021 debut. Uh, they're working him in slow. He had uh, one clean inning, which I think freaked some people out online when he got immediately yoinked, but it was intended. They were warming up during, like, before he even took his first pitch. His replacement was already in the pen. Uh, and he pitched two innings. And his uh, next one, he hasn't given up a hit or a walk yet. And if he continues to do that, he might become the greatest pitcher in baseball history. And that would be Just something. Saying. Yeah. If you don't give up hits and walks, pretty hard to be bad. So maybe he'll find a way. He'll uh, trailblaze for for all of sport uh, in that way. More likely, he just ends up being fun and cool and good, and we can all be happy, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah, let's do it. So yeah, there's some fun stuff on the horizon. Uh, Rangers are not in last place. That That's always kind of a thing. Um, and with the Mariners coming up, and is it just a two-game set, right? It's like a bizarre uh, midweek set. I think it's more than that, but I don't know. Oh, is we'll it, find is out. it more? 
yeah, um, got a couple games with the uh, we got the Mariners and the Angels this week. Is that right? Yeah, I definitely had this pulled up and then immediately like closed the. It's tab. Angels and then Mariners. Yeah, I'm very very smart. Um, yeah, it's a two game set uh, with the Angels. We get them just the t- Tuesday Wednesday before going to Seattle for a four game set through the rest of the weekend Thursday through Sunday. So we get the the vaunted ass week. Um, everyone loves everyone loves a good one of those on the schedule, uh, yeah. and then some National League ball. Head out to Coors Field and see what Adelis Garcia can do to Coors. Ooh, Ooh. that would be fun. Watch to watch batting practice there. That would yeah. be cool. Coors, according to Statcast, is not a great park from just based of how huge it is. Coors Field actually oddly not a great home run park just because it's gigantic and has very high fences. Um, but that thing is going to fly. And uh, I think he's going to break physics a little bit. Uh, and you know, Joey Gallo in Coors Field is obviously a match made in heaven kind of content. So let's hope we get a couple of 500-footers. Let Adelis have one big tank shot for the, the highlight reel. Yeah, he can have one as a treat. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to get too ahead of himself. He can chalk it up to Coors if he needs to. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we keep everybody in check. So, yeah, that's what we got on the, uh, the horizon. Some fun miners play. Let's see if uh, Garcia can keep doing it, keep stuff in the conversation for some cool end-of-year hardware. Obviously, there's some legacy to look up to there. We got some gold gloves last year. Maybe we can pick up a silver slugger or five. Probably not five, but, you know, they can try. No one says they have to stop trying. Yep. That's all I got. Yep. Go Rangers. See you later. <laughs>